welcome to Way Too Twog's Bagpipe and History Podcast, where I, your host Jeremy, explores the possible repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers. Come and let's enjoy some tunes. So today we are releasing our mixtape episode. Uh, I'm not sure if this is going to fit all on one track or not, so we're going to get kind of going and do minimal talking. I released a bonus episode on the Patreon feed of just the music, and it was an hour and a half, so we'll see. Uh, Lots of great tunes uh, from other people. These are all the music that I've been kind of listening to um, over the last year or so. And uh, yeah, so that's what these mixtape... Um, tracks are. Uh, every time I'm playing these things, it's after reaching out and talking with the artists and kind of asking and getting their blessing. Um, almost all of them have albums that are available on Bandcamp you can check out, which is why I posted a little bit uh, on Bandcamp Friday saying, I'm not going to get this out in time, but check out these albums. So hopefully uh didn't get a lot of traction on that, but maybe people found some good music. Uh, we're going to start off with Inverary District and Pipe Band. Um, they came out with a new album of their live performance at the Worlds. Ooh, they did a concert at, uh, during piping live in the world's competition called a night in the land and, uh, or a night in that land. And, uh, <laughs> just like in terms of, if you, if you have Bannock's a barley meal, my album, you'll have heard that I did a couple versions of, uh, the little cascade, uh, which is a tune I heard Stuart little playing in the Glenfiddich, uh, competition a couple years back and, uh, liked it. And, yeah, I, if I had known that Inverary and District was going to record it uh, like two times on their album, I probably wouldn't have put it on mine. Uh, but anyway, it's a good thing to start us off with. So this is their March Stress Band Reel off of A Night in That Land. And uh, also, I'm kind of starting with Inverary and District because there is no other Highland piping on this. And that's sort of a trend going with my um, piping interests and in performance lately anyway with having Robin, who you can hear wiggling around and pounding on a wooden uh, cradle over there. But... Uh, just not a lot of Highland piping happening in my life right now. Uh, so I thought we should set the, kind of remember, <laughs> remember the good old days of Highland piping with Inverary and District. So anyway, here's their March Dress Bay and Reel off of A Night in That Lion. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh man, that's good as ever. Uh, all right, next we're going to go also kind of conventional music-wise uh, to start anyway. Uh, we're going to hear a track off of Three on the Bun's uh, first album, Frenzy. Uh, Three on the Bund is Simon Feisterer, uh, Ellen Piper's, uh, I guess it's not his band necessarily, but he is in it, uh, is how I kind of came to it. It's made up of uh, Sean Kelleher on guitar and banjo, uh, Aisling Lyons on harp and concertina, Rebecca McCarthy, Kent on fiddle and piano, and then uh, Simon on Ellen Pipes and whistles with some guest musicians too. Uh, We're going to hear Local Hero first, which is a track from the movie Local Hero, which is just a stellar film. If you haven't checked out Local Hero, treat yourself. It's a, my now wife introduced it to me as like one of her childhood films. And I was nervous watching the first time because it starts a little slow, but only like 10 minutes of a little bit slow. And then it just is amazing. Uh, But yeah, directed by Bill Forsyth, stars Burt Lancaster, uh, uh, Peter Reigert and Fulton McKay also spell like the the lead actor is uh, one of the leads anyway is Dennis Lawson who played uh, you know Wedge in Star Wars and Peter Capaldi's in it as another one of the main characters uh, Peter Reigert the other main like there's just it's a great film that's worth watching and it's got some stellar tunes uh, last time we were in Scotland we drove to the town where they filmed it because it's like one of these g- horrifying. <laughs> horrifying northeast coast uh, towns that you have to drive through a pretty sketchy road to get down into but uh, anyway lovely stuff so anyway here is local hero by three on the bun
that is some stellar stuff. So again, that's Three on the Bund, their album Frenzy. Uh, I was also really thankful. I've gotten to hang out with uh, a couple people. I guess Simon and uh, Nicholas Conradson, who's also on this episode, I hung out with a couple times, or I guess just once at a like a bunch of bagpipe society people Zoom call early in the pandemic, and Simon was really chill, and uh, so was Nicholas. We'll talk about that when we get to Nicholas's album. What about that rapping? Uh, but anyway, Simon, uh, probably people have seen him post his more classical music on Inland Pipe stuff before, but he has a whole album of it, and it's stellar. So he just came out with a, a double album of Halfway There and another way to go halfway there is more kind of traditional inland pipe music and traditional Irish music and then another way to go is him doing some very cool classical music stuff uh, anyway so this is a track off another way to go this is the Valdis concerto for four violins in b minor off of uh, simon's solo album <laughs> Thank you. 
pretty stinking cool. Uh, kind of keeping up the trend of playing uh, music that you don't generally associate with the instrument that it's on. Uh, I wanted to play a track from... Uh, my buddy Carol Westerling, who I've seen on a couple 3D printed forums and playing small pipes, and he's always doing these really cool uh, settings using uh, Donald Lindsay's uh, 3D printed chanter. Uh, I think mostly the print and play. Uh, this track comes off of the print and play chanter, and I'm just obsessed with this track. Uh, this is Riding Free Spirit. It's a cover, but it's absolutely glorious. And uh, yeah, Carl's kind of starting off a string of lots of small pipes on this mixtape episode. So anyway, here is Carol Westerling's Riding Free Spirit. Thank you. 
Yeah, unfortunately, as as far as I know, Carl Westerling doesn't have an album out yet. But go check out his YouTube channel. I'll have a link in the description uh, for lots of really cool stuff. And he does good video editing, too, where you can see him doing all the parts and different windows and that sort of thing. But cool stuff. For some more kind of alternate fingering or alternate uh, tuning, I suppose, um, small pipes here, we're going to go to the album that I'm sure most people have already checked out. Uh, this is Lost from uh, Bridget Campbell, Ross Ansley. Ainsley and uh, Stephen Burns. Um, this is Ross and Breacha playing C small pipes. Uh, with this track, I'm going to start with the Badger and the Weasel, which I think I've heard the most people talking about because uh, Breacha tapes down the tone holes like on the side of the channel to make her low G go lower uh, to an F, I think, or maybe an F sharp or something. But it really works well in this track, the Badger and the Weasel. Uh, I'm sure you like. I, <laughs> I feel weird kind of including this because this is such a big album. I'm sure everybody's heard it, but. Uh, it's great. If you haven't checked out yet, uh, Joining On Podcast is a cool interview with Ross Ainsley where they talk about um, and play through several uh, several tracks off of this album. So anyway, here is The Badger and the Weasel off of uh, Ross, Breacha, and Steven's album, Loss. <laughs> Thank you. 
continuing uh, a bit of a trend of music, uh, if we think back to Carl, of, of stuff that I heard on YouTube mostly. Uh, this is Neil Clark. Uh, put out an album so uh, you've likely if you've done any googling for uh, like Highland Pipe settings you've probably come across Neil Clark at Falkirk Piping's YouTube channel with lots of really stellar um, just clean and good playthroughs of popular tunes on Chanter but I've always really been impressed with the duets that he plays with his wife uh, Catherine Granger where Neil generally plays small pipe or whistle and Catherine will play uh, clarinet and it just it's really effective uh, so I was really excited to see that they they put out an album this is uh, the name of the group is Glenn Burvey and the name of the album is Nay Borders and we'll start with one of my favorites uh, favorite tunes this is uh, Sheen Van and then Come by the Hills <laughs> Thank you. 
well, Robin is, uh, he has just ripped the cable out of the microphone and he's making a fuss. So I think you'll probably no longer hear the, the chirps of our happy co-host here. So you want to say goodbye, Robin? Want to say goodbye? No, I don't perform on command, daddy. How's he going, buddy? Would you like to say anything to your fans? <laughs> he's going to eat that microphone. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, he's going for the cable again. Okay. Anyway, uh, here's another tune from Nay Borders. Uh, this one is a nice little set that includes small pipes as well. It says, Christ Has, uh, My Heart, I, The Mermaid, In and Out of the Harbor, and Juan Martino's.
had a really hard time limiting myself to three. Um, but anyway, here's the, the Lonesome Boatman uh, from uh, Neighbors. <laughs> Robin punctuating the end of that lovely track with a burp. Um, yeah, if the trend here with uh, Neil Clark's album there, with Glenn Burvey, so Neil Clark and Catherine Granger releasing an album that I'm excited to finally exist, so is the next album. This is uh, Dave Rollins. For uh, Pretty regularly, Dave and I will chat back and forth about 18th century manuscripts and collections of tunes, and uh, I've talked about him on the podcast a number of times before, especially... Um, back in the MySpace days, I was following Dave and not realizing it or following his bands. And one of my favorite tunes ever um, is his his tune, Jim Harding's Waltz. Anyway, Dave finally put out an album of all his music, and it's all original compositions. It's all tunes that he wrote, and they are all performed on uh, John Swain low D pipes. And uh, he's, I don't know, I just can't decide what to do. My I'm on 
uh, John's waiting list, and I can't decide if I'm going to go low D pipes or pastoral pipes. The pastoral pipes need a cane chanter reed, and I'm just a little nervous. Uh, the The joy of having a plastic chanter reed in my swain pipes is like... Uh, I won't have the same range with the low D pipes as you get with the pastoral, um, but it's close enough, you know? I don't know. And the other reality is, y'all, I don't know that I really like the sound of pastoral pipes, but don't tell anybody. Uh, anyway, here is a bunch of Dave Rollins, just glorious tunes. We're going to start with the chickadee.
right, and another glorious Dave Rollins original. This is The Perturbation. And to, to finish out the, the trio of tunes from Dave's album, this is Jim Harding's Waltz. Like I said, this is one of my favorite tunes on Border Pipes. And yeah, just lovely, lovely tribute that uh, Dave wrote for a friend who had passed away. So here's Jim Harding's Waltz.
Good stuff. All right, some more John Swain pipes and more original tunes. Uh, when I was waiting for my student set of John Swain pipes to get done, I saw that uh, another person I hung out with at a you know bagpipe society hang that Drone Hedge group, uh, Nicholas Conradson, uh, got a set of John Swain student pipes. I was like, oh, I thought mine were next, uh, but he's been doing great stuff with them, and he put out an album called The New Leaf, and it's a huge album and. I, again, had a hard time, all of these I've had a hard time not just playing the entirety of the album, but um, this one in particular, for reasons, I think I need to do actually four tracks off of it, Um, but it's a mammoth thing. Um, Nicholas has been, and I I, I honestly kind of wanted to do another one, he's been kind of designing and and making and selling a a new chanter, a double board kind of medieval chanter that is not on this album, but I was thinking like, oh, we should include that. Uh, But anyway... Uh, my tendency since uh, my last two albums, I've always had 19 tracks because that is the easiest way to get them printed. Um, But, you know, I'm making sets out of other people's tunes. So really impressed with Nicholas's uh, 19 original compositions here. Uh, He also, I think he wins the prize here for best opening track, like um, getting that first track right to really set the tone and get me excited for an album is tricky. Um, So nothing that we've heard so far actually is the the first track on the albums. But when I was trying to figure out what to what to play from from the new leaf. Like, it's, it's it. It's number one, track number one, the waltzish set. Uh, the other thing, I'm pretty envious of... It's it's hard not to be envious of Nicholas's talent as, you know, Piper, but he also has a hurdy-gurdy, and he's playing stellar at it. As the time of recording this, he uh, he just kind of sat in with um, Blozella. Is that what it says? Blozabella? Can't remember quite the full name of that English tune, but um, yeah. Young guy only been playing pipes for, you know, uh, a handful of years because he's a young guy. Um, and I think he just got a hurdy-gurdy like two years ago too, and he's already released a stellar um, album and uh, performing with, you know, pretty notoriously good band in England. So anyway, here is the new leaf from Nicholas Conrad's, and uh, we're going to start with the waltzish set. I think this is where he's using, uh, he's using hurdy-gurdy and his swain pipes. <laughs>
it was really fun that the one, I think I only made it to one of those drone henge hangouts, but uh, it was cool to see how clearly everyone in that group also wanted or had hurdy curdies. And uh, yeah, I am definitely in that club of uh, want a hurdy gurdy, but no, I shouldn't have one, I guess. Um, all right. So as I alluded to or mentioned earlier, uh, Nicholas is also a pipe maker. And so I wanted to include a track that had him playing a set of pipes that he made. So uh, this is track nine off the album. This is Farewell to Gagnef. Gagnef? Not 100% sure how to pronounce that. I think Gagnef. But uh, anyway, Farewell to Gagnef. This is him playing a set of Swedish pipes that he made. <laughs> is a tune uh, that I definitely would have included on my Halloween episode if I wrote it. Uh, This is the Smoke Braiders Bourree.
tunes that I've included um, so far really match how I have been listening to music lately, which is kind of as a soundtrack to me doing other things, right? Um, but like, just this that tune, you know, the um, the smoke breeder or smoke breeder rather, um, and then this this next one from Nick, and also some of the tunes from Nate Borders. Like, they just really feel like a this is a soundtrack to things happening. Um, and this last one I'm going to play here, this is called Farewell to um, Farewell to Claremont, which is, like I said, uh, another another track off of uh, Nicholas's New Leaf album. But it, the way that this opens reminds me of a soundtrack to something that I really, really like, but I can't quite put my finger on. But just another lovely tune to finish this out. So anyway, here is Farewell to Claremont from Nicholas Conradson and the New Leaf. <laughs>
keep up the track of uh, sort of soundtracks and hurdy-gurdies, I want to go to an album that I listened to a absolute ton while I was finishing my dissertation. Um, there's a lot of... This is from the group uh, Falsa Bordon, Falsa Bordon uh, which is Eric Ask Upmark, uh, Anna Reinforce, and special guest Karen Lagergren, uh, Daniel Alman. Magna Peterson, Shira Kamen, and Daniel Sarah. Um, not sure about the pronunciation of that. This is definitely an album that I have listened to a bunch, but don't understand a lot of the language because it is a non-English speaking group. Um, but lots of glorious music on harp and singing and bagpipes. And um, yeah, it just, this is a very high concept album, I guess. This is called 1350 Music for a Plague. Uh, it's sort of fitting that it came out during, you know, in, in 2021, so definitely post-pandemic, or not post-pandemic, but post-pandemic starting. Um, but yeah, it is a, like, a narrative album, I'd say. It opens with kind of a, um, there's lots of foley work of, like, you can hear um, sounds of people moaning and things at various points. The last track of the album is 17 minutes long and really goes through uh, some really good sound design work. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. Uh, I wrote, yeah, this this was on repeat during my dissertation writing process quite a lot. So uh, anyway, we're going to start with a tune, uh, Maria Unser Frau. Maria, 
one is Quant J. Latzbart. Apologies for pronunciation. I am sure I'm getting these wrong, but uh, again, just lovely stuff.
had a hard time picking which album to select and what tracks to play. Um, Falsa Bordone also has, or Falsa Borden, I'm not sure how to pronounce even the band name. Um, they've got a lot. They've got a lot. <laughs> and, uh, or at least uh, Eric is, is part of a lot. So kind of before the, the Plague uh, album, uh, Anna and Eric have another album called Drum, and like there's seven releases on Bandcamp, and uh, yeah, maybe more than anything else. You know, Bandcamp has this feature where you can re-listen, you can listen to stuff without buying it, and I, I do that occasionally. I'll kind of listen to things a couple times through, and there's a lovely moment when you're doing that where Bandcamp will give you a little pop-up saying, "Okay, it's time to you know open your heart and your wallet and pay for this now." Um, but yeah, when I was still just a grad student i listened it was sort of uh intimidating there was so much uh album like so much music and i was like oh i can't afford to listen to all this stuff uh so anyway we're not listening to drum that's a release from uh back in 2005 but again check out their check out their band camp it's just full of great stuff uh we're gonna go out with one more from 1350 uh this one is uh tuta gente a tutta gente faccio prego e dico che la di me
Switching gears um, in several different ways, we're going to listen to a cool album from Jason Rouse. I think it's one of the things that really strikes me from you know the 1350 album and uh, Eric Oskop Mark's other albums like Drum and things is the the sound production. Like the quality is so high; it's very polished and very studio stuff. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> like in complete opposite is Jason Rouse's album. Um, uh, like intentionally so is um, fieldish recordings and fieldish recordings is sort of like a throwback um, it's just it's so much fits with kind of the vibe of you know this podcast of interested in like the history of music unfortunately that that interest that period is like late 20th century uh, or 20th century in general is what this album is really a throwback to I guess early 21st century too but what Jason did is um, this album is essentially how he learned how to play and how so many people for so long learned how to play tunes, which is by taking a cassette tape to a session, recording your local favorite piper playing a tune that you want to know, and then learning off of that. And and so that's what this album is. It is like some banging good Irish tunes recorded on a cassette tape track. And it's really it's good. <laughs> like it's, it's got good vibes to it. Um, and you know, Jason's a, a stellar player. I wanted to have Jason on the podcast, um, for this year, you know, when I knew that we were having a kid and getting a new job, I, I thought I was going to switch to more of an interview format. Um, basically, you know, James over at droning on makes it sound so easy to interview people. I was like, Oh, I'll do that rather than play music. Um, but it turns out it's sort of difficult and it takes a ton of time to like orchestrate conversations and interviews that way. Um, and so that didn't really happen. It just was easier to, to keep up the podcast as it was of playing tunes. And so I never really got a chance to talk with Jason on the podcast, but you know, he's got a cool YouTube channel to, you should go check out where he's doing interesting things with, um, with, old chanters or with uh chanters from pakistan he actually got a chanter from pakistan to like sound pretty good uh which is maybe a bad thing to exist on the internet uh but like it, it, you can make a, a chanter from pakistan sound good so long as you get a good one and you have a arsenal of reeds and bagpipe equipment and other chanters to uh to fix it up i feel like uh anyway here is from fieldish recordings this is one of my favorite tunes uh the spanish quote. <laughs> Thank you. 
yeah, similar to the last track, uh, this album again sat in my wish list on Bandcamp for a long time. I was listening to it, but you know, as much as I enjoy playing traditional Irish music, which is to say kind of modern Irish music, um, I, I don't listen to it as much. I more get interested in kind of older school stuff. And uh, Jason's album is like, it's a lot of like the bangers. Like it's all the, the good, all the good stuff in traditional Irish music. And I was like, wow, I don't know if I'm going to listen to that too much. So it just sat in my wish list, but I kept on going back to it and re-listening and uh, anyway, so I'm I'm glad that that wish list and still being able to listen to albums a couple times is glad that existed while I was a poor grad student. So uh, anyway, just recently bought the album on Bandcamp, and uh, like I said, highly recommend highly recommend you do the same. Uh, so thanks again, Jason, and here is uh, finish us off from that album. This is Job of Journey Work. <laughs> again jason all right and next we're going to go to um unfortunately an album you can't buy on Bandcamp. uh it's kind of tricky to get but uh definitely if you listen to this podcast it is up your alley uh this is off the album uh hessens and highlanders written by or kind of created by um quest piper quest christian tourt 
uh, Torch. Anyway, this is um, music performed by the duo Rebels uh, Rebels Manuet, uh, which is Johanna Wildhack and Quest. And you know, Quest plays like this. It's it's a interesting. It's another like narrative. So uh, except more explicitly. So thirteen fifty is clearly a sound space for the plague. Uh, Hessens and Highlanders is explicitly a soundtrack to a story that goes along with it. So it's a really cool. Uh, thing you can kind of read a historical uh, fiction kind of account of the 1745 rebellion and Hessen's roles uh, within it, and uh, and hear some really stellar tunes from the 18th century as well. So we're going to start with track uh, number five off that album. This is Mary Young and Fair, which comes from uh, Simon Fraser's collection uh, of of tunes of airs and melodies, which I think we've played some of Simon Fraser's tunes on here before. I'm not hundred percent sure. I guess it was printed in 1815, but, uh, yeah, lovely, lovely tune. Quest plays a bunch of different pipes, but he's also just a stellar flute player. So we're going to hear some, uh, some flute and, uh, viola and violin and stuff on here too. But this is him playing a set of real pipes and, and the viola for Mary Young and Fair. track is um i'm realizing that uh i've actually 
all of, I'm going to play three tracks on this album, and all of them are from that Simon Fraser collection in 1815. Um, there's quite a few Gow tunes that he has throughout, and I think some McGibbon and Oswald, although I might be wrong. Um, oh, Johnson country dance tunes, love those. Uh, anyway, there's some good stuff, and there's even some some singing on the album too. Uh, it's definitely worth uh, worth getting. I'll have a, a link in the show notes where you can uh, get a hold of a copy of it. But uh, like I said, can't get it on Bandcamp. You'll have to order a physical copy from uh, from Germany, I think. Uh, but yeah, lovely stuff and worth the effort. This is uh, track seven off the album. This is the Schieling on the Brezeranek. Uh, like I said, again from Simon Fraser.
right, we're going to finish up here uh, with another track from uh, from Quest and from the the Rebel Minuet group. Uh, this is the uh, drum octave reels. Uh, but yeah, since this is going to finish up the episode, I guess I'll talk a little bit more. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash way too twog. We've got, uh, been uploading a lot of, uh, tune books when it makes sense to do so, as well as, uh, kind of music only episodes. So you can hear just the music and not me talking so much. So, uh, I think we'll do one more episode, um, hopefully to get it out before the end of the year but i definitely have one more in the can that i want to finish that kind of include to finish out season six um and then we'll i don't know if we're going to take a break or not let's go on to generally monthly or uh we'll we'll see if i get an episode out right away in january or if we take a break to work on an album well we just we'll never know you never know keep you guessing or maybe john charles will come back and do another episode while i'm um getting lost in the circus or something uh all right so yeah thanks everybody for listening thanks for emailing in uh it's been fun chatting with people and uh, i'm not going to play any tracks of my own music but of course i have a bunch of stuff on bandcamp you can check out since most of these uh tunes are all available on bandcamp uh anyway so finish off here is another uh final track from quest and his group um the dramocta reels are uh the kilt chat and wedding uh and the Wistriel. So that's one and two are from uh Simon Fraser again. And the final one is from the Eliza Ross manuscript, which I am a huge fan of. So uh anyway, lovely stuff. This is Baroque violin and uh whistle and real pipes again. So thanks everyone for listening. Thanks all my guest musicians for letting me play your stuff. Uh if you liked this, go buy their music. There'll be links to all their bandcamp ads or wherever you can get their music. Uh go support the these musicians and fill your ears with glorious bagpipey tunes. Um, see everybody. Cheers. (laughs) 